You are listening to the Remote Local Podcast. Learn the best tips to build a local business you can run from anywhere in the world and get the financial and location freedom you desire. Welcome to the show. What is up, podcast listeners? Here for another episode of the Remote Local Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Perrett from Made This Franchise. And today, I'm actually going to be talking about an interesting topic, uh, somewhat deeply personal, uh, but it relates to what is the exit strategy for Made This, and also how I think you should be thinking about your exit strategy for your business, whether you have one now or starting one up. So this is always something people have in mind, uh, especially when you start out a business. You're kind of thinking, okay, what am I going to do? What's the end game? Um, what's the exit strategy? How am I going to actually operate this business? So I'm actually going to explain to you a little bit about the mindset behind this, the philosophy behind this, how I think you should be thinking about this, and maybe four different ways um, you should be thinking about the end game for what you're doing over here. So <clears throat> number one is how do you even figure out the end game? Let's pretend you're listening to this podcast. Um, you're considering starting a business. Maybe it's a cleaning business. Maybe it's something else. Who knows? Uh, step one would be to reverse engineer the ending. What is the outcome you want? Now, this might be tough because you don't even know where to start, right? People might say, I don't know, I'll maybe eventually I'll scale it across the nation, sell it for $100 million. Some people might say, I don't know, I want to sell it for $100,000, I'll be really, really happy. So the traditional advice is to kind of reverse engineer some things. My advice in this realm is have a loose idea of what you want, right? Do you want to hold on to it as an asset? Do you want to exit it? Do you want to scale really fast? Just have a rough idea, but you don't really need to know the end game. Uh, in my opinion, uh, it's more important just to get going. Figure out what's your one-year goal and go from there. For example, pretend you're, maybe you're working in a corporate environment right now and you want to quit your job. Uh, maybe your goal is to hit, say, hey, I need two to $3,000 per month in income coming from something else where then I'll feel comfortable quitting my job. That's how it was for me. I wanted two to $3,000 in income coming in from made this before I'd quit my private equity job. So that's what I waited till. And that was my goal. I didn't really know where the business would go after that. That was just the, the end game at that time. And that's what I'd recommend to anyone starting. <clears throat> I, I don't like the advice of knowing the entire end game and reverse engineering and doing everything from there. Just reverse engineer one year from there. If you want to quit your job and make a couple grand, Cool. That's it. That's all you need to get going. And that's enough of the end game uh, to get going. Now, when you actually have your business and you're going and you're trying to think about different exit strategies, here's different. Here's four different things you should be considering and four reasons why people typically start a business to begin with. Uh, number one, um, they want to buy themselves a job. They, most people don't know they're doing this, uh, but if you go into business and you don't really know what you want out of the business, you're just like, I don't know, let me just start something and figure it out. You typically are going to end up buying yourself a job. So what that means is, let's say you even make a good amount of money. Maybe you start with two to $3,000 in passive income or whatever income in the first year. Um, as you scale the business, if you don't really have an idea in mind of what you want to do with it, you're likely going to be stuck working full-time that business, 40, 50 hours per week. Typically, these types of businesses are hard to sell. If you built yourself a job, no one wants to buy a job for the most part in, in the market. So you're not going to get great valuations. You're going to be stressed at times, but no one's going to want to want to buy the business. Um, all of this is to say, if you don't have a loose idea of what you want out of your business, you might just be building yourself a job. And some people want to start a business, build themselves a job, and that's okay. Um, 
but it's, it's going to be hard asset to sell. Uh, the next thing to think about in terms of a strategy for exiting is, um, or a, a strategy in, in terms of why you'd start a business to begin with, would be to sell it, right? So one strategy, for example, if I made this, is to scale to multiple locations, exit to private equity. This is kind of the playbook for franchises in general. A lot of franchises you talk to and, they, and you say, what's your goal? They'll say, all right, well, within five years, I want to scale to 100 locations, uh, get this valuation and sell to private equity. It's kind of the playbook. And I feel like with a lot of businesses, they follow a similar playbook. Uh, I remember I was working in venture capital, private equity at a company called Kane Anderson. And what I really, really liked about this company is that uh, the founder, Ray Kane, would always use an analogy of cows and pigs. And his investment philosophy, and he's just billionaire guy, just super sharp dude, um, would be to invest in cows. Cows, you invest and buy a cow. The cow gives you milk constantly. And at the very end, if you need to slaughter the cow for meat, you can. Uh, but the whole point is it provides for you constantly versus investing in a pig. A pig is you're just building it. And the only time you're going to make money is on the exit. He didn't like that. So if you think about a lot of Silicon Valley startup companies, most of them are pigs. You're just only going to make money at the exit. A lot of people invest in companies where it's only on the end payday where you're going to make money. Um, I would agree with Rick Kane where I don't like this philosophy. I think you should be reaping the rewards throughout the process of starting your business or investing in a company, and it shouldn't just be at the very end. So all of this to say is if you have a, if you have a strategy in mind of I'm building this to sell, that's totally fine, um, but don't be attached to the outcome. If your entire paycheck, if your entire um, reward is only going to be at the very end, it adds a lot of high stress to the actual situation, uh, makes it tougher. Um, and yeah, it's. I think a lot of people follow this playbook is building to sell and you can absolutely do that, but you shouldn't have your entire reward be at the end. Another reason people start businesses is to have a legacy business. So having a business you could pass on to your kids, uh, I would probably guess just rough anecdotally, 90% of kids don't want to inherit their parents' business anyways. A lot of times I see people inquiring uh, about franchise businesses and I'll ask them, what do you want to do? And they're like, I would love to have a business which stays in the family. I think it's great in theory, um, but my personal philosophy is that can work, but don't build your business in hopes that your kid is going to pick it up because let's say they don't, then what do you want to do with it? Um, you can't really control what other people want to do other lives. Um, and you know, it, it's, it's tough building a business where you are expecting your kid to take it over. So that's one reason people get into the business. Um, not my favorite. Another reason, um, an end game of getting into business uh, would be to build an asset and automate. Um, and this is actually where I am with made this and what I want to do with it. Um, so if someone comes along and offers to buy it, that's fine, but I am equally fine holding on to this asset. And I like thinking about a business over time as an asset, um, which is not a job, which I'm not trying to hold on to forever and pass to my kids, which I'm not just building to sell. It's truly an asset which provides me ongoingly. It's a cow in the analogy I was using earlier. And um, here's a quick reason why. Here's a, here's a hypothetical question. Would you rather have a $1 million business that makes 300000 in profit, but it's going to require you to work full-time in it, or a $1 million business that makes $150,000 in profit, but it's 100% automated? Um, some people might pick the three hundred. Um, one thing I want to note is the valuation for those two companies is actually not that different. You might think, hey, that's double the amount of profit. I could sell it for more money. It's actually not true upon exit because what happens is the buyer is going to want to put their own general manager in the place and that gets discounted off of the profit. So the reality is they're only going to value your business as if it's fully automated. 
and that's how you build an asset. So I would prefer to just build that for myself from the beginning, a fully automated asset, which spits off cash flow for me. Um, and also it's something I really enjoy working in. At that point, you could then decide if you want to put more time and effort into it or not, but the asset's still there and you've built yourself an asset which is fully automated. So that's the goal for me and for made this. Uh, I don't have a grand exit strategy of saying, hey, we're going to scale to under locations, exit private equity, X, Y, and Z. I just want to make a, a great profitable business which does great for the franchisees uh, and build it into something that which can be automated. And honestly, for our franchisees, I would love for them to have that same thing where they want to build their own made this franchise location. They're not working 60 hours a week in it. They're able to automate it and scale and grow to different locations. Um, yep. And that's the end game. And I do feel like that's oftentimes a good place to be, uh, obviously buys because that's my end goal. But it makes it so when you do get into a sale process, you're not as um, outcome driven. You know, you don't you don't get shaken up because at the end of the day, you're still happy to hold on to the asset that you've created for yourself. So all is this all this main episode the purpose of this episode is to just illustrate the different strategies you should be keeping in mind when you're starting your business and starting to get into entrepreneurship just to know hey which one of these buckets do you fall into and if you fall into a different bucket which is not built an asset and automate that's fine just realize what bucket you're in and what you need to do to get to where you want to go all right thank you for listening to this episode of the remote local podcast and i will catch you next week Thanks again for listening, guys. There are two ways I could help you out. Number one is with May This Franchise. If you want to get into business but don't want to go at it alone, we have you covered with everything from A to Z. Check out madethisfranchise.com to start your own remote local business. The next is with the Remote Local Blueprint, which is a course I launched to teach you the foundations of starting your own remote local business in any niche. It's do-it-yourself at your own pace, and you can check that out at blueprint.beremotelocal.com.